<laughs> Hello and welcome to a new episode of Earl Grey and Picard. I am Stephen. I'm Dan. And um, it's been it's been a while since we've done this. Um, but we're back because of Star Trek Picard Season 3, which looks to be the first good trek in maybe 20 plus years if you exclude, I don't know, Lower Decks. Strange New Worlds. Okay, Strange New Worlds, yes. Yeah. So that's... That trek has been good, but it still, to me, hasn't had the bourbon era feel um, that the '90s and early 2000s did. But the plan for today's podcast is to have a pre-show like you're like you're hearing now. Then Dan and I are going to watch episode one, season three of Picard, and then we're going to report back. So um, Dan's enthusiasm has been mixed, let's say, about about this. I wouldn't say mixed so much as non-existent. Um, you're so much more excited about this than I am that it's funny. <laughs> um, I just I I, uh, I I have no expectations for this. I I don't. I'm going into it with nothing because I've been disappointed for two seasons in a row now, and I don't want to be disappointed again. I expect nothing, and I can't be disappointed. Yeah, I mean. I think I share Dan's sentiment when it comes to the first two seasons of Picard, especially season two. It was a, it was a hot, flaming mess. Uh, I can't think of a single good thing of season two, with the exception of maybe the ending scene between Q and Picard, which was bittersweet. Yeah, that was a nice scene, but even the build-up to it was ridiculous. But the mm-hmm. final scene, hug, he dies, sends him back. Like, that was cool. They didn't even, they did not even explain why Q was dying. You know, I would have liked to have known. You know, like, really? for an, an omnipotent immortal race, why is this godlike species, how are they able to die? You know, I wanted to learn more about the Q in there season two. There should have been something about that, right? Yeah, you know, um, he, I think that, they like, the Q were one of the most interesting species in all of Star Trek. And just to say, okay, I'm dying and... Now I'm going to show you true love, and I'm going to put you through this whole big mess, take you back to the 21st century, um, put you through all these trials and tribulations. And plus, I'm going to be a foil for you for some reason um, in the process, uh, which is a weird flaw. Like, I mean, Q was trying to stop that female astronaut from going up to space, but why? And, and why Why was he trying to mess with Soong's character? I mean, the whole thing was to help the card, not give him hindrances along the way, right? So that didn't make sense. Like, Q's motivation. If you want to show, like, teach him something, like, you present obstacles in his path, like, those are weird obstacles to put in his Very path. Very weird obstacles, yeah, you know. Make any sense. And anyway, there are YouTube videos, as I told you, dedicated to how bad season two was of Picard, and they go into such depth, and it's so interesting and hilarious. I'm not going to repeat them here because they're too numerous. But, um... Yeah, so, I mean, if I were to give a rating of season two, I'd give it, like, a two out of ten, you know, or probably, you know, it's maybe a yeah, two and a half, three, something like that. Very low. One and a half, two, I think, yeah. for me. Like, it's just awful. There's some, like, the Borg were irritating. Mm-hmm. Like, why were the scopes on their present-day rifles shooting a green laser mm-hmm. just because they're Borg? It's yeah. not how that works. Nope. Those are red lasered scopes on the right. Like that, the whole thing was just dumb. Yeah, They're, you know, these YouTube videos I've seen, they go on for over half an hour about the shitty things of season two. And, um, Killing off Jurati, she was one of the more interesting characters. Yep, and uh, that, in addition to that whole out of the blue 
galaxy-ending anomaly at the end, which was not introduced at season one. Like, they're just like, hey, you know, there's this big calamity we have to stop now, and that was in the last ten minutes of uh, season two. And oh, yeah, wasn't it that they had to hang back and study it to make sure that nothing else came through or something like that? Well, they had to form a giant shield. They had to get all the ships oh, together, yeah. and then just this random anomaly that was going to destroy the whole galaxy. Yeah. And it was just Why does so... it always have to be galaxy-ending? Just so random, like, uh. very random, and no... Oh, um. Anyway, and so I think one of the biggest complaints that Dan and I had was that it was a two to three episode story stretched out over mm-hmm. ten episodes, and that's been the problem with most of New Trek. You know, like little kernels of ideas that they stretch out, or maybe two parters that they stretch out. You know, over ten episodes, um, just because just due to a lack of creativity, or because of the format that you know their serialized format that they're stuck to because of what's what's uh, because of Kurtzman's mandate how he wants truck to be hyper serialized don't get me wrong I, I like some serialization yeah. DS9 did it perfectly you know um Gave your overarching plot exactly and then you and got, each episode yeah. is its own little thing exactly yeah with the plot overarching with- plot Sometimes being referenced, sometimes not. Yeah, some, like, remember like Take Me Out to the Hollow Suite? Okay, oh, you haven't watched that's yeah, season yet. seven. <laughs> but that's in the middle of, that's like near the end of the, of the Dominion War and shit's going down. And the whole, ep- the whole episode is just about them playing a baseball game against Vulcans. You know, like, and it was one of the best. You know, you have to watch that episode. Like, oh, you like that one. It's so funny. I saw a clip of that and it bugged me because Worf was being, <laughs> was a terrible player, but like, he's, he's a, a He's a, a galaxy-renowned warrior. Even if he didn't know the game itself, he would still be better at he it. He would. Than... Yeah, that was a yeah. flaw in the story. That was bizarre. But he has that one iconic line, death to the opposition. I don't know if you <laughs> if you saw that clip, but... Oh, okay. It's, uh... Remember that one... That one moment in, uh, like, where they all get... Where Q takes the whole TNG crew to, like, um, Robin Hood's uh, Sherwood Forest, and... He says, I am not a merry man. Remember that line? So that that's his I'm not a merry man moment in DS9. So. Well, I liked, uh, I like how DS9 treated... Like, DS9 gave him more... Um, his warrior instincts were allowed to run a little more free. Like, and yeah. they, they treated him better with... Uh, <laughs> they did treat him a lot better. <laughs> the, uh, the one where they're captured by the Jem'Hadar, and he yeah. fights and kills... Mm-hmm. Like most of them. of them, most of them, and yeah, over and over and over, and, yeah. and you know he's slowly getting more and more injured, but he's still managing to kill them and all that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's a great way to treat the character. And then they do the baseball thing. Like what the fuck? Yeah, no, I agree. That was, was weird. But yeah, they gave him a lot more to do. They respected him more. They weren't always saying no to him like yeah. hard. Yeah. But granted, Worf was like, "Let's fire, let's fire." <laughs> so Picard kept him on a leash, and I think rightfully so. Um, I don't think they they wrote him as the smartest character on TNG all the time, right? They they wrote him as the aggressor, more of an aggressive character, you yeah, know? So definitely. But I think he matured once he got into onto DS9. And... But let's see how he is on Picard, season three, you know? Like, um, so from the trailer that I saw that you've probably seen, because it's, it's been in all, in all the trailers that, you know, he's, he says he's a pacifist. He's become a yeah. pacifist. That's going to be strange because he has a sword on his back so i'm not sure how they're gonna work that in but um it's weird because klingons live longer than humans yeah apparently most races in the galaxy do but he looks like an old man with gray hair or white hair 
but really he should look not that a whole not not that much different from how he looked in the mm-hmm. TNG era. I agree. Maybe a few gray but, hairs, you know. Yeah, right. But and this is the first time we see his ears. I don't know if you knew that. Really? Yeah, you've never seen his ears in any other Star Trek incarnation, but now you see his ears, so it's a minor detail. Um, oh. Yeah. But no, Michael Dorn looks great in real life. I've seen him in, on many interviews recently. He looks great. He hasn't aged a day, it seems. I don't know what his no, secret he's is. still got that war voice when he wants. He mm-hmm. can lower it and have that boom come out. They say black doesn't crack. <laughs> yeah, black don't crack, I think, is the <laughs> yeah. phrase, yeah. He's... In his seventies as well. Yeah, he looks amazing. Like the, really, you know, honestly, the whole cast looks looks amazing. They they all do. You know, they're they're great. Um, Michael Dorn is seventy. Wow, good for him. And yeah, uh, he recently won an award for most appearances in Star Trek, given to him by Whoopi Goldberg. I saw it on the <laughs> yeah. He got a cool uh, wharf statue and everything. It's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Good for him. So, from what I know, Gates McFat or Beverly Crush's character will have a lot to do this season. I don't know what exactly. She's on a Doctors Without Borders kind of mission. Um, I don't know what to expect from Marina Sirtis, or sorry, Deanna Troy's character. Um, but I hope they all get a lot to do, and I hope they all come into the show in a very organic fashion. So you say organic fashion. How do you think they're inter- going to introduce Brent Spider? Well, I, I know how they're going to do that. Flashbacks? Is it going to be Jeffy? Is it going to be Lore? Is it going to be Data I, somehow? Well, I, it it's, be it's been revealed in the trailers. Before? Is it going to be, like, it's ridiculous. Try to tell you? Only, like, no, no, watch it. There's okay. only so many times you can bring back a Sung in some he's, form he, or another. He's not a Sung. But they keep going back to Brent Spiner. And he's great. Yeah. Like, really? Really? Yeah, yeah, well, let's see how they do it. You know, I'm also curious to see how they bring back more Hardy and, um, and whoever else. But uh, my impression is that this show is made for the real fans, you know, unlike seasons one and two. Um, like another criticism about season two is that when Picard met Guinan, Guinan didn't recognize him from when they met in Times right. Arrow. Yeah, you know, in the um, 1800s. In the 1800s. And so us fans, yeah, you make a show called Star Trek Picard... It's made for TNG lovers. I yelled at the TV when that happened. Did you want to write for yeah. so? Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, but I think, so this one here, season three, from what I know, it's geared towards people like us who make Star Trek Picard podcast. Except they made this before season two aired. No. So oh, they had no idea yeah. what the fans were going to say about season two. Yeah, they did it right, they filmed it right after season two yeah, completed, and then it aired. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. So, they say, I am skeptical. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this is going to be awful. I completely understand. Okay, so, um, anything else you want to say before we start the actual episode? I can't wait for it to be over. The episode? The episode. Okay. Okay, so on that note, okay, I am, I am optimistic. Dan is less than optimistic. Being realistic. Realistic, okay. So... We're going to watch this episode, and we're going to report back, and we will talk to all of you soon. Okay, so we are back from watching the first episode of Season 3 of Picard, and overall, I, I liked it. I liked it. I think my the things I liked about it were are the fact that we got back into space, uh, the plot moved forward at a good pace, and I get the impression that there are the season won't stall 
like seasons one and two you know it's like i feel they have a story that will last 10 episodes this is an impression i'm getting and i like the fact that we got Riker back we got uh crusher back um obviously i knew seven of nine would be back but you know that we're seeing some legacy characters return and the pace seems a lot quicker so really it's nice this is the first episode um and i mean you can go downhill really quick from the first episode but That's true. it's nice that currently the the big bad the terrible thing the 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 main the the main struggle for all the main characters is small mm-hmm. it's somebody's hunting a crusher they have to go save her mm-hmm. so the universe is ending it's not every planet in the galaxy's gonna explode Crusher's in trouble. We have to go help her. That oh. I like that. Yeah, I like uh, that. it feels more TNG like. It's really nice. Yeah, and, and all the Easter eggs that I saw. I mean, they brought back the flute from the Inner Light. Probably my one, one of my favorite episodes in my top three of TNG. You know, given so okay, so given the first two seasons and how bad they were, mm-hmm. my first thought when I saw the flute, and I would I'd have to watch it again, but I would swear that they did a cover of the music from that episode. Yeah, did they? Yeah, we'd have to watch That's it again. That's what it sounded like, yeah. but I could be wrong. I may be mm-hmm. just hopeful. But when I saw that, what I the very first thought I had, just because of getting burned so bad in the first two seasons, they're doing that just for fan service. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. You know, I'm okay with all the fan service. Which is totally... Val- like, I agree 100%. Except, it's fan service... Like, they're trying to make it up to the fans for the person. That's <laughs> As what they I should. As but they then, should. But then I watch it, like, watching him, watching him hold it, and, like, he's obviously living the memory of, of having gone through all that. Yeah. Like, okay. I, that's part of the story. Fan service or not, it's, it's a, it was a nice touch. Yeah. Was, that was good. I mean, like, I always thought they never paid enough, enough uh, like, lip service or fan service to the fact that he lived like 50 or 60 years on an on an entirely different planet and raised two kids and had a wife and all these things right i mean he went through so much watched the planet end, and watched yeah. his, his his uh his best friend die yeah. loved ones disappear yeah. the world yeah stop yeah. yeah and uh they only referenced that one other time in the episode lessons and so you know like uh I'm glad we got a, a slight reference to that again at least you know and it's obviously it still affects them and still lives with them that, that experience that that character forming moment slash lifetime so it's good I have a theory but, but it's just a theory not based on any fact not spoilers or anything I'm not privy to that information really but um, my theory is that um, this season will be about what happened at the end of season one of TNG uh, there was this episode called Conspiracy where Starfleet admirals were infected with this parasitic. Oh yeah, then they never reference it. They again. never reference it again, yeah. you know. And so at the end of, the, of, the, of that episode, they phasered this captain or something uh, to like they literally blew him up, and this creature was inside of him, mm-hmm. and it was one of the most grotesque slash horror filled scenes in all of TNG. Um, and the end of the episode sort of alludes to the fact that. These aliens were sending or were sending out a transmission to the rest of their species. You know, she's saying who knows what, right? But uh, that plot thread was never continued, and and I think you know, like with Beverly saying trust no one, not Starfleet. You know, um, 
it's just it was such low hanging fruits, you know. I think in TNG, that uh, you know it's right for the picking, you know that that plot thread. So that that could be it. I I might be way off. I might be way off. Well, but I think it wouldn't be terrible if they pursued that. It wouldn't be a worst idea. No, because it would be like um, uh, species eight eight four seven two when yeah. they recreate uh, San Francisco yeah, and start headquarters yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. Same kind of idea there. They're trying to infiltrate and, and conquer, take over, whatever. The, but the way I saw that one, it could be right. It could be the, uh, the, the that episode of the tail end of season one. Uh, but I also thought maybe they're setting it up as a um, Section 31 yeah, thing. yeah, like when uh, Rafi was talking to the computer there, I was getting... Okay, that was a weird scene, only because, I mean, one, like I like the Rafi character. Um, there's a lot of potential with that character, and I feel like they haven't really done much mm-hmm. with her. Um, so she's obviously working for, Star, uh, for uh, Starfleet. She's mm-hmm. um, part of the intelligence community, we assume, given what she said. But now she's talking to... What looks like an artificial intelligence. Yeah, that's what it looked like, yeah. That doesn't seem very Starfleet, so she's either... Section 31, maybe? Section 31, or she's being led astray, or she is part of the intelligence Could it be Gerardi at all, or do you think Gerardi's involved? Like, uh, the Borg Queen, do you think... uh... Well, I would hope so, except her name doesn't show up in the credits anymore. Yeah, that's true. But that would be a neat little tie-in, because that character, that actress... And that storyline I liked. I just didn't mm. like how they handled it. Really, right. it didn't make a ton of sense. But, but the Ra- the Raffi storyline will be interesting because obviously they're going to cross paths somehow. Otherwise, they wouldn't have included it in the uh, story. But how and why? Why she's talking to the AI? All that stuff. That that's it's different. Yeah, um, I like the callback to the Enterprise C. Um, mm. That was Rachel Garrett. Emmett, yeah, yeah. Um, that was interesting, and so, like, there's a lot of mystery, you know, and I don't know what's going to happen, but it's a, it's a mystery that I'm actually intrigued about, you know. Well, and the, you know, like you're intrigued by the mystery, which is I agree, I am as well. I'm I'm curious to see what's going to happen next. You know what it is though? It's they're going from plot point A to plot point B to mm-hmm. plot point C to plot point D to plot point E. Mm-hmm. In one episode, the way a regular, normal movie, TV show, mm-hmm. book, anything that has a plot that is being yeah. shown or read or, or or viewed by someone else should be progressing, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, my only criticism would be, like, it, it's, not really even, it's not really even a criticism, but it's definitely part one of a ten-part movie is what it feels like, so... Oh, yeah, this is just the prologue. Yeah, yeah. so, like... Again, I, I don't know if we're going to get those those wonderful standout episodes like we did of TNG and like the Bourbon era started. It'll be right? more scenes, I think, yeah, overall, scenes. rather than episodes. Yeah, I mean, that's what I remember from the previous two seasons, you know. Like, there were good scenes here and there. But I might be wrong. You know, we might be wrong. Um, but it's definitely part one of a 10-hour TNG movie is what it is, you know. We're, we're just limited to the fact that, you know, it's in a TV serialized format, right? So it's... We have to wait 10 hours for the whole thing to play out. So we just saw the first 50 minutes of a 10-hour TNG movie. It's a tease. It's a giant tease. But you know, we're, we were talking before we started recording about uh, Armin Shimmerman. Yeah. Uh, go, 
being Quark and then going over the across the lot to be um, Buffy, the principal yeah. on Buffy right, and all right, that. That's right, that's right. So Shaw reminds me of the principal on Buffy. He does, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I I like Shaw. I like I like the actor and his character. I think the actor is great. Who is that guy? You see, he's apparently from Twelve Monkeys, the TV show Twelve Monkeys. I never saw it. Yeah, um, so he's. But he had a great uh, dry presence, mm-hmm. like it's like focused on um, structure to, uh, to an almost like autistic degree, mm-hmm. um, but also just a dick. Yeah, yeah, he was a dick. Right, yeah. like you don't yeah. often see that in a captain in uh, Star Trek. Yeah, not really. Like Jellico. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was a dick uh, too. Who else could you say? Uh, oh, uh, Admiral Nechev. Remember Admiral Nechev? Oh yeah, yeah, Nechev. Yeah, Nechev or Nechev. I don't remember. Whatever. Nechev. Yeah. yeah, she was a bitch. <laughs> like I, I don't. I shouldn't use. And, the term. and um, uh, Ensign Rowe, but she's not a. She wasn't a commanding officer, but mm. you do, you very rarely see someone who's just obviously, and given we're fanboys. Picard and Riker walk onto the bridge, you mm. stand at attention and you do whatever they fucking say because that's mm. Captain Picard and yeah. Commander Riker. Yeah. Like, they're heroes. That's mm. like if uh, fucking Jim Kirk walked walked up on the ship and <laughs> yeah. he wanted to go somewhere like, oh, yep, 100%, let's go. Yeah. But he didn't give in, which, okay, I hate, but also I like, admire. Like, he's not giving in to the... To the uh, not fan service, but not giving into the the let the legends, which is yeah, kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I suspect that we are going to hate that character by the time the season ends. I suspect he's going to die <laughs> because uh, I think Riker's going to take over the Titan. Someone's going to take over the Titan, and somehow, yeah. I hope, but I hope Seven does, and I hope she goes back to being called Seven. You think so? Yeah. 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 Well, it was Shaw's idea, you know that. She, well, and she obviously doesn't like being called. She doesn't. Uh, no. Angel? Uh, and Annika. Annika. Annika Hansen. Annika Hansen, yeah. Charles sure doesn't like that because that's not her name. Her name is 7 and 9, yeah. Yeah. So I think he's going to be an interesting character. You know, like I, how long he'll survive for? Just based off the trailers. Or how much trouble he'll cause. Unless he unless seven roofies him every episode and he's just asleep for the whole series. Well, the. Um, I don't know why this brought me into it, but having uh, Picard. Or having a Riker call Picard captain and having Picard call Riker number one mm-hmm. just because they slipped into old habits. Like, yeah. that was, it that was, was nice. neat to see two, two old men, two old adventurers yeah. who had been through countless adventures together, saved each other's lives over and over and over and over, mm-hmm. been through all sorts of trials and tribulations and triumphs and wins and losses and, and, and death and life and all. All that together over many decades. And when they get down to it and they're on starting a new adventure, starting a new investigation, starting a new path or journey, they slip back into those old habits and they just gel and come together and they just work well together the way they always have based on... You know, decades of friendship and yeah. trust and and uh, chemistry is really what it is. You know, but the chem- yeah, the chemistry, yeah. and then that's that's why Captain and Number One came out. Yeah. So, are you? <laughs> what do you? Nope. Th- 
Okay, do you th- you know, do you think that so I think it's it's Picard's son. I, I think that's the obvious. Oh, roots. the the one with uh, with Gates, yeah, yeah, with Gates with um, um, Crusher. Beverly Crusher. Yeah, I mean, it looks a lot like Patrick Stewart. Well, no, no, it looks more like the like Tom Hardy clone from Nemesis. Tom, Tom Hardy, Hardy from Nemesis. <laughs> it really does, it does though. A little bit. Yeah, he, but if you were to shave his head, you know, and but it was odd too the way Picard seemed shocked when he found out that it was uh, Beverly's son. Yeah, like he seemed like taken aback like is he remembering a night that they had together like is he yeah. somehow like is this my son like is that how it's going to go or mm-hmm. maybe he's another clone or who knows I doubt they would go the the clone routes they already did uh, that in Nemesis I doubted that they do a lot of things that they ended up doing the first two seasons so who knows well that's true yeah but I did like the showing how badass Crusher had become not like it's like you know you never want to kill someone you never want to see someone kill you never want to see like a doctor reduced to having to kill someone but being able to stand up for herself being a badass um doctor badass woman badass captain badass presumably mother um defending her son doing all that stuff yeah, it was cool it was nice to see like a more well-rounded character than what you get in tng where she's a very autopsy happy fairly incompetent doctor yeah um yeah that'd be interesting and they talk about not having seen Picard, not having seen her in twenty years. Yeah, that's interesting. Eh? Like I how they ended so badly. Like they never. That's never talked about in the show or in the movies. I don't think. Not in the movies. Well, no. Yeah. So like the last time they saw each other must have been shortly after Nemesis, right? Because he said twenty years ago. So, you know the events yeah, of, the, of the Nemesis. The events of Nemesis. Uh, well, in our timeline, yeah. is two thousand two. So we're twenty twenty three now. So, it's got to be close. Um, something happened there. Um, but it's, I, I think this, the mystery will be in relation to something that happens through the seven years of Enterprise D, something, because like, I know from the trailers, the main antagonist, Vedic or Vatic or whatever, is out for revenge against Picard and, and, the, and his crew. So something that happens, you know, that, that they did during those seven years, and I, and I, I wonder what it is. I don't know. We know they talk about uh, being what back in the Enterprise D days when they're worried about their comms being um, uh, corrupted and whatnot and being cracked, and they were using the codec, the Miriam codec. Yeah, yeah, and I, I didn't remember that. Like the I don't, I don't. Pretty sure that never came up in the show. Well, there was or one, in the movies. There was one episode called Cause and Effect. Do you remember that one? Uh, no. Where the Enterprise keeps exploding over and over again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they solved it by something about the repeating number three over and over again, right? Like, oh, yeah, Data solves it, yeah. yeah data, data solves the whole thing, as he always does, of course, you know? Okay, give us a deposit. That's a good point, but that one... Okay, and we're back. Yeah, we were just talking about... Um, Crusher's encoded message to Picard and how we don't know what that means... Something about what? What did she say? Halberd. Halberd. I thought it was. Uh, or Albert. I thought she said Albert at the beginning. I thought like, I thought it was Halberk, and then by the end of the episode, I was like, okay, Halberd, 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 Halberd. You know, that's really okay. And is it related to the Borg in some way? Because remember that that opening uh, um, Captain's log she was listening to, right? It was she was referencing some event during the Borg crisis. Yeah. So. I'm trying to put these pieces together here. Hellbird, Borg Crisis, but he, number three. That was his 
clue to use the codec that he ended up using. Oh, oh like yes, he yes, says yes. He like, right. and like, oh, and then he yeah, that's true. says it. So, I don't know, but again, I don't remember that at all from the series. Neither of do I, neither do I. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I, I feel we're back on track generally with with Star Trek and Picard. I mean, you know what? For season two, the premiere season two, I also like that episode, you know? Um, I like this one a bit more, I will say. We need to see a few more episodes before uh, yeah. I can have an opinion on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, season, like the the season, or sorry, the series premiere of Picard, it was, wasn't that great, I thought, but... Uh, this one was better, you know, like, I feel we're, we're going to be in space for 90% of it, you know, so it'll be, like, genuine Trek, genuine Star Trek TNG with their... That was, that was a great thing, right? They're on the, they're on the, uh, the vineyard, mm-hmm. but then very quickly, they're in space and going off to... Very space. quickly, very that's quickly. That's the way it should be. That was, like, 20 minutes later, we're in space, you Star know? Star Trek takes place in space, that's yeah. just how it is. It's in the name of the show, for yeah. God's sakes, you know? Um, so, I don't know, that was, uh... We'll see. I'm still not convinced at all that this is going to be a good series, but we'll see. Well, okay, so you, would you say at least you did not hate what you saw? No, no, definitely not. No, 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 no. But I'm still not going to, I can't even begin to assume that it's going to be good. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it will be. Okay, so. Still, I don't think it will be. Really interesting. Okay. Um, So what word would you use to describe the first episode you just watched? Like, if or in a, a few words, that would you... Incomplete. Incomplete. So you wouldn't even give it a grade? Or... They stopped at Act 3, and then the credits rolled. They were just getting started. If it was an episodic uh, series, yeah. there would have been a lot more to go with it. Yeah. Right? But it's serialized, so we see the beginning of the serial, and mm-hmm. so there's nothing to go off of you can't even say like oh who was the 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 main um villain the, the hero of the show yeah. the villain of the show the anti-hero who yeah. who who was the mvp who who saved the day who came up with yeah no we haven't even got to a problem yet well it's we're still... it's 10 percent of the whole movie if you want to exactly yeah. so, so it's not even I mean, the first the act just stopped rolling basically yeah what's happened i mean like in a in a typical movie of a three-act structure right so is 10 episodes we're not even done act one yeah you know halfway through maybe yeah halfway through maybe. act one yeah. so yeah and, and you're right it is hard to judge an episode based off 10 percent. it's like seeing 10 percent of a movie and giving it a rating you know exactly but it's got the old cast the old cast voyager and tg back so like yeah we'll see and um, you can kind of see how they're going to bring back Data, or sorry, Brent Spiner, right? Because so something was stolen from the Daystrom Institute. Yeah. And so that's and, and so you, I think you can put two and two together at this point. Like lore. Yeah. You know, uh, Data's destroyed. B four, still there. Jeffy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and lore, you know, he's uh, he was at he's at the Daystrom Institute. So that's what was stolen there, you know, and so. I think that's how they're gonna bring him in, you know, like whoever stole these items from the Daystrom Institute is gonna be part of the greater narrative. But uh let's see. But so far I'm I'm pleased with it. You know, like I like to give things ratings. So I'm gonna give this a rating so far. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it an eight. An eight. An eight. That's where I give it, you know. Um 
that's also the same. Uh, the season two premiere, I would I probably would have given it like a seven or seven and a half. Season one, probably a six. But this gets an eight for me. Uh, five, middle of the road, because I have nothing, it's not done. Mm-hmm. I, there's nothing to judge yet. Yeah. So you need more context. Oh, yeah. That, there's no hint of a plot or... Oh, there, there is a hint of a plot. No, there's really not. They yeah. have to get the crusher, and that's it. Like, well, okay, you know they're being hunted. Yeah, but that's, uh, that's, you, that's, that's barely the beginning of a plot. Yeah, you're right. And you know there's something going on with the Federation. It's chapter one of a book. Yeah, it's chapter one of a book. Of a, of a ten-chapter book. Yeah, but... We've, we've seen chapter one. Yeah, yeah, but we have nine episodes left. Okay, fine, let's see what happens. But there's nothing to, there's nothing to, to base the, the rating off of on this. Like... In terms of entertainment, they, value. they walked down the road and then they oh, went through a door. Like that. That's basically, <laughs> basically, basically is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. So I need a few more episodes before I say like, okay, this is a six or something. I see. Or I see. Okay. Because it's not episode by episode. I can't judge this episode okay. by episode. It has to be the story and over the over the many episodes, two or three episodes, or the whole series. Like it's because it's not an ep- episodic show. Well, you're right. I mean, it did say chapter one at the very beginning, yeah. chapter one, right? But so it's a, we're getting a TNG novel is what we're getting basically. Yeah, Stranger Worlds. I can I can be yeah. rating episode yeah. by episode, but this nope. Yeah, and I'm very mixed on this serialized format. You know, like it's nice that we get little books of TNG of Star Trek. You know. But it's not how you and I grew up watching Star Trek, is it? You know. Well, it's not even good TV. It can be good TV. You know, it it can. I as well, I said, serialized can be done well. Yeah. But Star Trek hasn't been doing it well. No, I mean DS Nine did it well, and that was serialized. That's but how you do. How it. many episodes can we watch of we talk about like Discovery or fucking Picard? Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. The same shit keeps getting rehashed over and over and over. And people get upset, and people cry. People hug each other, mm-hmm. and people yell at each other, and in the next episode, they talk about the fighting, fighting and crying from the previous episode, mm-hmm. and there's more crying and fighting, mm-hmm. and maybe they go to a different location to do some of the same stuff, and they talk about what they're trying to do and planning on doing. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Fucking do it. Yeah. Stop rehashing it over yeah. and over and restacking it every time. A new character comes in, and you restack it so the audience knows what's happening. We know what's happening. We know yeah. where they're going. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fucking them. Do it. That's them stretching out the seasons. Yeah. You know, it's total bullshit. So, like, no, the, the, the fuck serialized. It's mm-hmm. gar- the way they're doing it is garbage. Kurtzman's an idiot. I I, I, I agree with that. You know, like we we have to go back. Strange New Worlds is getting it right. You know, has yeah. got it right. You know, um, and I think Orville season three, you would love it. It's well, even the first two seasons of uh, Orville. Yeah, even the first two yeah. seasons. Yeah, and that, they, that's what they did, you know, with the Kalon War. That was the overarching thing. But they still had those small character, those intimate character moments, you know. And, um, but I, season three is the best one of Orville, but seasons one and two are just fantastic as well. Well, every season of Orville is better than all of Picard's mm-hmm. I agree. Definitely I better than the Discovery. Fuck. I would say it's even slightly better than even Strange New Worlds, you know. I, I like Strange New Worlds a lot. Um, but do you like Stranger Worlds because of how bad some of the new Star Trek has been? It stands out more. Do you like of it that. more because of that? Because I wonder about that. Because oh. I really like Stranger Worlds. Yeah. But would I only like like it with a lowercase L if I hadn't seen Discovery? Yeah, that's and all a that good shit? Or do I like it now with a capital L because of? 
discovery. Well, you have the contrast there, right? It's yeah. such a stark contrast. That's um, an insane contrast. Yes. Mind-blowing. Um, the one thing I don't like about it is the fact that it's the 23rd century, and yeah. I want to see 25th century Star mm-hmm. Trek, you know, like modern-day starships and post-Dominion War, post-Voyager... Yeah, you know, recovery of... Yeah, like Rick, Rick Berman-era Star Trek. That's basically yeah. what I want, set in the future, you know, the 25th century. I'm aware... But that would require creating new storylines and new characters and creating a whole new... Yeah, it would be a bit more effort. Oh, my God, yeah. Stranger Worlds, they have this whole backlog... Oh, I got the lore there, right? Yeah, yeah they have Pike, they have Spock, they can draw on all these characters, and uh, they'd have to create... Yeah, but they've done it. They've created the Janeways, they've created the, the Archers, you know, mm-hmm. they've... Uh, and Cisco's, so they can do it. Is are they just lazy or I I don't know why. Incompetent person. I've always said you know they should give us the reins to Star Trek. Really, mm-hmm. you know, we would create some Star Trek with good lighting. Well, yeah, like a well lit bridge. <laughs> a well lit yeah. bridge. Okay, so that would be maybe my biggest criticism of the episode we just saw. It is dark, man. Like not not so, totally. I was thinking about it while while the show was on. You know why they do it like that? Why the bridge is so dark? Why? So that when they're on the bridge and they have their little holographic displays up, oh, yeah. you can see the display because it's dark. So the the display, the holographic display, the three D holographic display mm-hmm. stands out. Yeah, they didn't have that on Titan though, man. If like, it was well lit, no, you wouldn't be able to see it. No, no, you can still see it on an. No, no, but it, but it wouldn't pop the same way. No, it wouldn't pop the same no, way. No, yeah, you, it wouldn't. It wouldn't okay. focus your attention, right? That's why they do that. Yep. But on the on the Titan A. They didn't have the holographic displays. It was it was L cars, you know, on, mm-hmm. like on the on the D. So, I they, the reason they're doing it is to make it look more cinematic. That's it. Right, it's bullshit. You know, and if you look at the TNG movies, eight, nine, and ten, those bridges were fine. They were great. You know, they were a bit. They weren't as soap opera esque as TNG was, but they were fine. You could actually see in front of your hand, for God's sakes. You yeah. Know? Um. And that's Kurtzman's doing, you know? It's like, uh, let's just darken the whole thing and, you know, make, make it look like a movie. But it doesn't, I don't know. It was neat um, watching Seven of Nine say engage to get the Titan mm-hmm. out of dock. There that's were a lot cool. of good things that happened, yeah. you know? Um, and the, let's just say right now the Titan A looked beautiful. The space station looked beautiful. Yeah, very old school, very... Um, Non CG like, yeah. which was nice. It looked like a real model. Yeah, um, I, I, maybe it was. Maybe I maybe it know, was. But, I don't know. Yeah, but uh, no, but that looked very cool. I thought the music was good. You know, the overall production value was good, and I guess you could say that for all Kurtzman era shows, but uh, this one in particular, it was. It felt felt really good. Felt special. Yeah. You yeah, know, so we'll see what happens. I say I'm hopeful, but I don't expect anything. I fully expect them to implode after after episode two or three. <laughs> okay, I'll hold you to that. I'm gonna hold you. Okay, so, you know, we... I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Okay. Okay, I think you'll be wrong in this. In this case, I think you'll. But if I'm if I'm wrong, I'll eat my own words. You know. <laughs> um, I I think we should do another one of these. You know, um, you know, when whenever you feel like, but especially at right around episode four. So then yeah, you know, like we'll, halfway through. You know, so then yeah, we'll have the first three episodes, and you can have more of a feel of it. And um, maybe I can say I told you so, or you can say to me I told you so. I don't know. Could go either way. But I think we're going to be in for a very intriguing mystery. 
Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. But until next time. Okay. Well, okay, I think we'll leave it at here for for now then. Um, we will do another one of these shortly. Keep an eye out on Twitter. We'll post some updates there. And uh, thank you for listening. All right, take care, folks.